All right, we are on part two of leadership, well, relationships and leadership. As always, when you come on, if you are on the Zoom, share, well, take some notes. Uh, Hopefully, y'all invited somebody to this morning's call. We got 36 people, so I'm assuming most of y'all didn't, maybe. But uh, maybe the numbers will get up here in a minute. Uh, But make sure you take notes and share whatever is on your heart at the end of this message so that we can get, you know, some context. Here's something that we probably didn't hear. Catch something that we missed uh, so that we can have a pretty good dialogue after uh, after this. So let me go ahead and get started. We ended at 4712. So the art of winning at home is the same thing that we offer to the church people. Sometimes, guys, we're better to the saints than we are to her. You, you got no grace for me? You got no forgiveness, no mercy for me? Wait, you got grace for your sons? I'm somebody's son. I'm my mama's baby. Love me like you love your sons. Love her like you love your daughter. I don't care what she do. I don't care what she do. You can be mad, I understand that. You can leave, I understand that. You can walk out, I understand that. You put your hands on her and I know I will turn into something. I go right to prison, pick my own cell block. I will be in prison tomorrow. It ain't gonna be that long. I don't care how much time they sentence me. I ain't gotta stay that long no more. I will shoot you in the bottom of your feet. There's not a woman in this room that doesn't want to feel protected. There's not a woman in this room that doesn't want to feel protected. If you don't have somebody in your life that will jump in the ambulance, that will give you mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, that will beat on your chest to bring you back, I don't care what he did wrong, I don't care how he messed up, if, if, if at the bottom line, that when bad get to worse, if he wouldn't beat on your chest to wake up your heart, to see your eyes again. It's not the one. And if he was that, and he stopped being that, you got to take responsibility, at least in part, at least find out what did I do 
It might not be you, but you gotta check that box and create the conversation because I'm gonna tell you something, he won't talk. Sometimes he can't talk. Sometimes he doesn't know how to talk. Sometimes he's not confrontational. But the fact that he's not confrontational doesn't mean that he doesn't have an aspect. So when he does start talking, stop defending. I'm gonna give you something that, um, this is a mantra I'm trying to live by. I'm not just talking about marriage, I'm talking about kids, I'm talking about grandkids, I'm talking about the things that matter as most. Warren Buffett said that if a man gets to the end of his life, it doesn't matter how much money he makes, it doesn't matter how many shares he holds, if he is not surrounded by the people who loved him, by the people who remember the things that happened in his life, he died broke. Because you will never see a hearse being followed by money. You can't take none of that stuff with you. U-Hauls don't follow hearses. Kids do. I can't even look at my kids. Kids do. They get right in behind hearses. Grandkids do. When you're going into surgery, who's gonna be around your bed? You investing in your career, are you investing in your children? I don't care whether they're in the church or not. I don't care whether they finished college or not. I don't care whether they did what you wanted them to do. I don't care if they went out there and did something different that you don't approve of. I don't care if they had drag. I don't care if they broke, busted, and disgusted. I don't care if they got a girlfriend and a dog and slept with a cat. When you get COVID and you're hooked up to a respirator, let me tell you what girlfriend is coming in there to wipe your head. Be glad to see them. Don't be so self-righteous just because their sin is different than yours that you mess around and alienate your children and lock them up. I'm talking about winning at home is not about winning on stage. Winning at home is about winning at home. It's not about winning on stage. It's not about using your kids as props in your play. So if they don't go to church, you're still my son. If they do go to church, you're still my son. If you sing in the choir, you're still my daughter. If you preach, you're still my daughter. I don't love Sarah because she can preach. I don't care whether she can preach or not. I love Sarah because she's my child. I love her in dirty draws. Sorry. Performance-based love is not winning. Performance-based love is not winning. And we're tempted in the church to try to script our children for a photo op. And then if they're not photo ready, you're embarrassed by somebody who would die for you. So what we're saying as we close today 
is that God wants you to get the victory. Yes, in the building fund. Get the victory as an entrepreneur. That's wonderful. Get the victory and get your doctorate degree. That's wonderful. Get the victory and climb your mountains. Get the victory. I, the rumor that I don't support women in power is insane. My mother was a woman in power. My wife is a woman in power. My daughters are a women in power. You could not know my daughters and think that because both of them got opinions about everything. I have no problem with women in power. I want half of my executives are women in power. My CFO is a woman in power. My new CEO is a woman in power. I don't have no issues with women in power. I was preaching women when other folks said women wasn't supposed to preach. I founded woman now. Get out of my faith. Just because somebody says something that you don't like, don't let people tell you who somebody is that has got 30 years and 40 years and 50 years of support. I found that woman now and Lou. I raised up women that you never saw and never heard of in your life. How dare you say that I don't support women in power? It's a lie from the pits of hell. That's why I don't defend it because a lie always got an expiration date, but a true is going to live forever. I have women, hear me. I got your back. I'm not in your face. I may not call you. You may go through a crisis and I may not be up in your face because I don't think that it's appropriate for Keon to be calling my wife all the time. He can call her. He can say hi to her. But if they whispering on the phone in the middle of the night, I'm going to have a problem with that. And God knows I love Keon, but I don't want him whispering, talking to my wife even though there's an age difference. Shoot, he might be the pool boy. You got to protect your territory. But rest assured, just because I don't call you don't mean I don't love you. Just because I don't call you just means that I stay in my place. I stay in my place. Are you staying in your place? Are you standing your ground? You're talking about buying land. Are you standing your ground? Your house? is your ground. It's the ground wire. Are you standing your ground? Are you going to give up your ground wire? No. No. <laughs> Somebody holler no. no. Go get your daughter. Go get your daughter. I don't care if she's rude and disrespectful, be the bigger person. Don't pull out your AK-47 on her just because you got mad. Sometimes I have to bite my tongue almost in two because my gut reaction, if you come at me wrong, or I perceive it to be wrong, or it's got the wrong voice inflection, because of the multitude of diapers that I changed, I participated. I changed diapers. I burped people. I carried my grown son on my back. He had surgery and he was in pain and he was crying. He's 6'4". I'm old. I put him on my back like he was a baby because he's my child. And I was patting on him and trying to help him because I love him. 
I flew from Nigeria to get back home to get by my oldest son's bed because he had a heart attack. I, you, I'm going to be there. Why in the world would I cut you up? Why would I turn my weapons loose on you? Even if you turn yours on me. I'm not saying I won't defend myself, but I won't go where I could go. Because once you go where you could go, either them toward me or me toward them, you can't get that back. Once you start really letting me have it, don't you think I'm sorry it's going to make me get amnesia. Because I, you know what I'm going to be thinking? So that's how you really feel. Which one of you is the real you? You know, I'm talking about internal conflict. This is hard. This is hard. What I'm talking about is hard. Winning at home is hard. The devil would rather you win anywhere than win at home. Can you imagine being Jesus's mother? She raised him, she hid him, she moved. She went down into Egypt to keep them from killing him. She carried a controversial baby in her womb, even when Joseph was gonna get rid of her. And then she followed him all the way to the end. And when she came to church, they said, your mother's at the door. And Jesus said, who is my mother? How do you think that felt? Yet when he is bleeding on the cross, she is standing there watching him bleed on the cross. Not just as a person in need of redemption, she was saying, he's your Lord, he's your savior, he's your wonderful counselor, your kinsman redeemer, your day star, your bulwark, your trumpet, your peace. He is the consolation of Israel. But to me, that's my baby on the cross. For you, it's who's gonna sit on his right side and who's gonna sit on the left. But that's my son on the cross. May I never know what that feels like. I don't even want to feel that. I want to live and die and never see my children bleed. Some of you have lost your children and you know the pain. And sometimes we find out too late how valuable people are and we love them better dead than we do alive. And we come to the funeral screaming over things we should have said when they were living. 
And when the Bible says neither give place to the devil, it means territory. And family is territory. I can't imagine. I can't imagine after 41 years. I can't imagine. I'm not perfect. I'm flawed. I'm weird. I'm strange. She peculiar. I can't imagine living without her. Mm. I can't even think about it. I don't need her talent. I don't need her career. I don't need her money. I need her. Anybody who thinks she's a prop, you don't know me. My wife passed out, I almost had a seizure. Paramedics in our bedroom, they said, you can fall in the car. I said, the devil is a lie. If anybody gonna be in this ambulance, I'm gonna be in this ambulance. In case she need me, say, say something. Life is hard. It takes both of you to get through it. Not perfect you, broken, flawed you is still valuable. If you messed up, you still got value. If you blew it, you still got value. We gotta teach this in the house because if the children don't see this, if they see how easily you can throw people away when you need them, they're gonna throw you away. You're gonna die in a nursing home by yourself because you didn't teach stability to children. My son tells me, I'm gonna take care of my mama because I saw you take care of yours and I saw you feed grandma in the middle of the night and he said, it's in my nature to be a caretaker because you modeled it in front of me. Don't you be surprised if you get old and you don't have nobody by your bed because you never invested in winning at home. I don't care what you build. I don't care how many millions of dollars you make. I don't care if you get a billion dollars. A billion dollars can't wipe your mouth. A billion dollars can't clean your behind. A billion dollars can't take your temperature. A billion dollars can't see about you if you're in need. A billion dollars will not argue with the doctors and say, no, that's my daddy. And why is he dirty? And you gonna do something? So figure it, out. figure it out, because I believe that family is the gymnasium that God gave us for love to exercise in. That's where you learn to build up muscles and resistance and reality necessitates people who end up by themselves don't always fare well. They don't always get the best health care. They get tricked by the mechanic. They have problems with the house and the realtor. Two are better than one. I was negotiating for a Volkswagen and I got up from the table and the man said, he caught her by herself, he said, why don't you say something to him? This is a good deal. And you said, <laughs> that right there. <laughs> when I'm doing what I do best, she shuts up.
when she's doing what she does best and roles depend on value, not gender. Some people make money, but they don't spend it well. Other people spend it well, but they don't make it well. Find out what your, your spouse does well, what your children do well, and put them in positions to shine and put your ego to bed. This is not just about you. This is not your show. This is us and we. So winning at home, let me tell you something. I have built churches, I have bought property, I have bought hundreds of acres of land, I have negotiated billion dollar deals, I can now say. I have certainly negotiated million dollar deals. I have built churches from the ground up, took care of uh, my mother with Alzheimer's, I've gone through all kinds of stuff. Building a family is the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's worth it. It's worth it. I am not saying that I am easy to love. I am not saying that I am perfect. I'm not saying that I always give you the right answer or that I always have it together. I'm just saying that I'm worth it. And if you don't see that, if you don't see that I'm worth it, then why are we doing this? If you have devalued me down to being insignificant, mm -hmm. if in all these years I have not proved in some way to be valuable to you, how dare you discredit my worth with your ambition? You can still climb up without making me low. I will clap for you. I know. I will create stage for you. I will open doors for you. I will die for you. I will do anything for you except let you disrespect me. Because if you ask a man how he spells love, it's R-E-S-P-E-C-T. It's not Teddy's. I'm going to stop because my children, my daughter over there said, all right, daddy, because she know I will go there. It's not thongs. Okay, all right, all right. I won't go down the whole list. I'm not preaching against none of that. I didn't say that. The Reverend didn't say that, honey. What I'm saying is, you spend so much on what's on you, but what makes things last is what's in you. Am I making sense? That sister that you can't stand, you need to fix it.
That mother you ain't talking to. I ain't saying you got to bring her all the way into your life, but you need to make peace with that. Because some of her is in you and you cannot get it out by hanging up the phone. Everybody stand. Because we're going to the front lines of fighting for what matters. Whether you got grown children or little children, you are training them with values that you will reap when you are old. <clears throat> this is old folks' perspective. You got the young folks' perspective earlier. I was taking care of my mother, and my mother who taught me almost everything, from alphabets to energy to determination to tenacity, had Alzheimer's so bad she couldn't tell an orange from a banana. And I would come home from preaching on the road, get ready, get ready, get ready, all that stuff y'all talking about. I was coming home with applesauce trying to get mama to swallow. Literally, in my house, while I was building the potter's house. And in her final moments of lucidity, the doctor said, if you get where you cannot think anymore, who do you want to make decisions for you? And I have two other siblings. She loved all of them, but she reached around them and said, whatever he says, do, do that. In that moment, I suddenly understood something I didn't understand. I thought she was raising me to think for myself. She was raising me to think for her. Oh my God, that's two different things. I thought, I, you mean I could end up in a situation where my life's decisions are in the hands of my children? You better pick up that phone. You better go to making some oatmeal and sitting up and having some dinners and eating some hot dogs and, and washing some cars because one day, I know you don't like her husband, you don't like her boyfriend, you don't like the in-laws, shut up. She can't make potato salad. Who, who put relish and okra together? I mean, shut up. You're training the last voice that will make decisions about you. Be sure you made enough investments to reap a harvest. Yeah. The other night I came back to the room, I was all tired and I was fishing through my phones and looking at the reports and seeing how everything was going. And I stumbled up where my baby boy had posted the hologram and a lot of people say this, but he wrote on the bottom of it, he said, my father is the goat. He said, fight me. <laughs> and it wasn't what he said, it was who said it. This is worth it. Be anointed, but it won't replace this. Be gifted, it won't replace this. Be learned, but it won't replace this. Be rich, but it won't replace this. I warn you, if you don't fix your house, 
you will suffer beyond what you imagined. Even if they make you sick and get on your nerves, divorce is painful. Not speaking to your child is painful. Losing your mama and the doctor's asking you questions about what's running in your family is stupid. You don't get a second chance to correct this. You have more mercy for the people you serve than the people you love. The people you serve can tell you anything and the people you love can't tell you nothing. And I'm challenging you. How many of you perceive this to be the word of God? It's raw, it's real, it's not professional. It's just what I learned in 41 years. I'm not, I'm not out of school yet. That's right. <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not out of school yet because of the turns keep coming. Oh God. And just when I have mastered one stage, I be, I'm a master, a rabbi at one stage. And then I hit another stage and I'm a fool again. So this is my mantra. I got this from Andy Young through John Hope Bryant. I adopted it. I'm trying to live by it. I haven't mastered it, but I remind myself of it every day. And I want to leave it with you. Speak without being offensive. Listen without being defensive. And always leave your opponent with their dignity. <laughs> Andy Young is 90 some years old. It brought him to the 90s when most of us die in our 70s. Say it with me. Speak without being offensive. Do you believe you can do that? Good. So I, t I have to repeat this almost every day. Sometimes on the spot in the middle of the day because the wrong person ran up on me or because I have strong feelings about something or because I was hurt badly by something you did and my natural reaction is to be offensive. I tell myself, speak without being offensive. Speak without being offensive. Here's another hard one. Listen without being defensive. That's a hard joker right there. Cause you right up up here and you said something and I know what to say back and I can't say it back and I got to sit there and let you just go off on me. Maybe it's not hard for you to go against my nature. My whole nature, I start sweating, perspiration break out on my forehead, my lips start quivering. And I say, all right, speak without being offensive. Listen without being defensive. Watch this. Even if there is no resolution, always leave your opponent with their dignity. Say that. Always leave your opponent with your dignity. If there is no resolution, you don't have to decapitate me. No. 
Leave me like you found me. Because if you leave me, okay, without my dignity, don't be shocked when I come for you. Because you left me without my dignity. So we're going to rehearse this. Speak without being offensive. Now, that means you're going to have to go back and edit your Instagrams and all that stuff you said and go down in the comment section because you already messed this up. Again, speak without being defensive, offensive. Hard part. Listen without being defensive. Don't let who said it or how they said get in the way of what they said. The way to listen without being defensive is to not let who said it or how they said it get in the way of what they said. So I am trying to listen without being defensive. So that means while they're talking to me, inside story, I'm having an argument. I'm telling myself, shut up. Shut up. Don't presume to know what they meant. Look at it from their perspective. Helps me not to be defensive because when I look at it from my perspective, you're assaulting me. When I look at it from your perspective, I become a student of your point of view. Listen without being defensive and always leave your opponent with your dignity. And I'm gonna tell you why. God said to me, which is really what started the writing of disruptive thinking. He said, when you pray for growth, I will always answer with disruption. The more you pray for increase, the more you pray for growth, I will answer with disruption. Watch this. Next thing he said, do not allow the disruption to become a distraction. Because if you allow the disruption to become a distraction, this is not God, this is me. If you allow the disruption to become a distraction, you will think that solving the disruption is a victory. So I'm after something and you're talking about it. And I stop being after it to change your mind and fight against you being against what I'm doing. Then I allow you to become a distraction. So suppose I win the argument and I change your mind. I still lost what I was after. So I can't allow the disruption to become a distraction. I can't get into a Twitter fight while I'm closing a deal. Because if I win the Twitter fight and lose the deal, what do I get for changing your mind? Nothing. So. I want to listen without being defensive because that's a distraction. God said, when you pray for growth, I will answer with disruption. Don't allow the disruption to be a distraction because in every, I, I hate to give it to you, but, but I'm gonna give it to you. And it led to the writing of the book. He said, in every disruption, I have hidden an opportunity. 
for every person who is living through a disruption right now, somewhere in that disruption is an opportunity. If it's nothing but an opportunity to be a better person, it's an opportunity that if you fail this test, there will be a deficit. Yes, you can live without me. I can live without her. It would be hard, it would be painful, but I could live without her. I lived 24 years without her. She can live without me, but it would be a deficit on my children, on my image and on me. She can live without me, but it would be a deficit. She would roll over at night and want to talk about something that only us, only she and I remember. And even if she got biceps and triceps and all kinds of stuff laying beside her, he don't remember. And I put sugar in his gas tank too, so he can't go. But, uh, <laughs> who was this for? Can you come closer to me? Before the Bible describes the church as the church, the first thing God creates is the family. The Bible says the family of, in, in whom all heaven and earth is named. When Jesus says to his disciples, when you pray, say, our Father, he says it in part because he wants you to understand that we share the same Father. You may not look like me, I'm picking on you because you're white and you just happen to be standing here. <laughs> See, don't come front. Uh, you may not look like me, but we share the same father. We're family. I may not speak your language. I may not cook chicken the way you do, but we're family. We are, the whole creation is family. If you're from the continent of Africa, holler at me. What are we fighting about? We family. Just because I moved across the waters, didn't even want to go. Now I'm another people. If your child moves to California, aren't they still your child? We're family. I went to Africa to find out where soul food came from. African food is some variation of soul food. Yams and greens and, and pepper soup and fufu. Fufu, man. Joel of rice. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know the deal. I'm, I'm, I'm Cousin Joe. Yeah, yeah, we're family. Asian, Latino, 
My Latinos in the house, make some noise. I see you, I feel you. Buenos dias, I'm out of Spanish, take it, that's all I got. <laughs> Muy bien. Piquito hablos. <laughs> I speak little Espanol. Te amo, I love you, I got it. <laughs> the little I speak is to honor you, to recognize you, to say that you matter, to say that you're important because you are my family. You are my familia, familia. You familia, yeah, I am with you. I am with you. Brazil in the house, make some noise. I hear you, Brazil. We are family. I sent my son over there for three weeks. He came back speaking some uh, Brazilian Portuguese and speaking it fluently or better, not fluently, his wife speaks it fluently, he, she's Brazilian. His wife is Brazilian. She has become my daughter. I love her. We are family. Almost every Brazilian that comes to Texas goes to my church at least once. Canada in the house, make some noise. One of the most beautiful places. I shot movies up there. I ate up there, I had a time up there, I loved it up there. Our Tory program went to your parliament to introduce a change in the policies for re-entry in Canada. I love you, I am with you. I have an office in Canada. I have outreach in Canada. I care about Canada. Europe in the house, make some noise. Yeah, it's five of y'all. <laughs> I preach in London, in Paris, yeah. Great Britain, <laughs> I have an office in Great Britain. I reach around the world. I'm global. We are family. Congo. We are family. Kenya. We are family. Ghana. We are family. Nigeria. Nigeria. My great-great-grandmother left your country, an Igbo slave. We are family. Look how God blessed his children this week. Now we're going back to the front lines. Yeah. I've got a daughter recovering from a terrible divorce, emotionally distraught. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. She's been through trauma. Shock, horror, 
Disgust. She wrote that book, Spiritual Warrior, and the demons from hell came out to fight her. And nobody can pray like Cora. <laughs> I wish she had to be in Houston this week, but I wish you would go on her page and tell her you love her. Would you do that for me? <laughs> Just tell her you love her. With all kind of blogs and all kind of lies and all while they're shooting at us, we can't say nothing. Half truth, half a lie, you can't defend yourself because if you defend yourself, you're going to make it bigger. So you have to hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles. And after you've suffered a while, he says, I'll establish you and make you perfect. You understand what I'm saying? So my greatest weapon is my silence. But when the time is right. <laughs> yeah. You're going back to the front lines and all of us have a story. Most of us have multiple stories at the same time. But we're better equipped. We got away. We got refreshed, we got fed. We got fed before everybody starts pulling on us and calling us and drawing us and texting us and yanking after us. We got, we got some me time. Me time isn't always a spa and a jacuzzi. We got fed. We got fed. We got fed. We got fed. Nona, we got fed. Thank you for feeding us. Thank you for pouring into us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for using your gifts in the house of God. We got fed from you. Yes. Mama, they've been hearing from me all week. All right, family, go ahead and press three. If you got something that you would like to share, something that stood out to you that you want to touch on. Uh, we got a good testimonial. Hey, brother Ben, please keep up with this podcast, man. You giving me the life of the spirit that I only felt at Muhammad Mosque of Greenville. You rebuilding my faith in Master Father Muhammad. All praises due to Allah. Go ahead, brother TD. Brother TD in here fishing. Come on, man. This is why the minister said a good Christian is a good Muslim, vice versa. We ain't got to worry about the division. We know there's differences in rituals and perspectives. But hey, man, the minister said your mother said three plus four equals seven. Mine says six plus one equals seven. We just get into the same answer in a different way. Just in a different way. Ooh, boy, this here bear witness right here.
Presser number three, if you got something that you would like to share, fam. I know somebody got something that you would like to share this morning. All right, we're going to start off with Sister Patrice. Assalamu alaikum, family. Alaikum salam. Yes, sir. Um, I got a lot of takeaways from this one. Um, my biggest one, listen without becoming defensive. Um, I had to learn that recently with my oldest daughter. Um, you know, and when he said, we pray for growth and God will answer with disruption and don't let that disruption become a distraction. Going back to the first thing that I said, listening without becoming, um, defensive, you know, my daughter had to point out to me, um, some ways that I was dealing with her that made her feel uncomfortable and I was not aware of it. Um, and I had to do exactly that. I had to listen to her perspective without becoming defensive as to, you know, my part in what she was saying. And I just had to listen. And in that disruption of, of my, oh, I'm being a good mom, um, I'm, I'm helping her. Um, if I wouldn't have listened, I would have missed that opportunity to understand her a little bit better. Because... I did not process um, the same thing and the same experience the way that she is processing it. We're different people. So I really had to take a step back and learn um, her perspective about it. Um, so that was so valuable because sometimes, you know, we experienced, we, we went through the same thing. We experienced the same thing, but we didn't come out of it the same um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that was just so key for me. Um, cause I don't know how many times that I, that I pray to God, you know, God help, help me, you know, reach this girl. What can I do to help her? Um, you know, and I'm struggling to, to see the growth. And sometimes I see the growth and it's just like, I get frustrated with myself. Well, what am I doing wrong? And it's, and I really had to stay, take a step back and been like, you know, if I really have faith in Allah God that he has his hand in that situation, then that's where I, I really have to have my faith step in and say, you know, just be quiet and just close my mouth for a moment and not be so reactive to a situation and just know and that I've taught her well enough. Um that she is now speaking up for herself, you know? And I think that that was the, the main thing that I got from that conversation with my daughter was that I, at some point became intimidating to her where she could not come to me to open up and say, this is how I feel. This is my experience. You can't rule my experience. This is me right here. Please respect it. And I, and I really had to, that was an eye opener for me right there. So any parents on the line, just, you know, take note that your children are people too. Um, they have feelings as well. Don't negate those feelings. 
um, and listen, listen, not with the, with the intent of um, searching for, oh, I knew I was right. I knew I was right. No, just listen with the intent of really listening. And, and like he said, the opportunity for growth is in that listening because you may learn something that you didn't know before. So all praise is due to Allah. Thank you for allowing me to share. Alaikum salam. Thank you. Sister, Sister Brianna. Don't come on here laughing. That's hard. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Um, this message was good. I definitely got a couple. That mantra that he said was absolutely everything. I realized, or he also said, um, don't waste time trying to prove the truth to people because a lie will always show itself. Right. And man, the amount of time I wasted like <laughs> trying to be like, no, this person lied on me. Uh, and now I'm just like, listen, if you believe them, then you're not for me anyways. <laughs> Cause how could you believe that? And when he said to leave people with dignity, sometimes I realized in the past, I'm getting way better at it now, but I definitely left people without their dignity because <laughs> like I said yesterday, I used to say like, oh, if you get my attitude, you deserved it because it takes a lot to get me out of character. And now I'm, I've matured. I've grown. Now I know that no one deserves my attitude, no matter what I feel or what the situation was. Uh, we have to keep our emotions in check because when emotions go high, logic goes low. And it'll never be a good situation. So, but that mantra was everything. He said, okay, wrong page. He said, seek without being offensive. Speak without being offensive. Listen without being defensive. And always leave your opponent with their dignity. Because no matter what, people will always remember how you made them feel, not what you did. Uh, so that's all we got today. <laughs> I'll try not to laugh at the end, too. <laughs> You already did, and you're doing it right now. <laughs> so thank you for sharing. Uh, Brother Tony. Assalamu alaikum, sir. Alaikum. Yes, sir. Uh, brother Ben, I thank you for that, uh, for this uh, topic today. Uh, made me have a greater respect for the teachings that Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Uh, seemed like uh, uh, when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that um, through through you, brother, I will get all of my people. And I can see how, you know, his example that he has been demonstrating among us as a people has affected the hearts and minds of our people, uh, even in the, uh, uh, the uh, community of the preachers and and the teachers of our people, you know, how they have grown and developed over time, you know, because of the example that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has set, you know, for our people. And, uh, you know, even with uh, T.D. Jakes, I had, uh, you know, I had to develop a, um, you know, better understanding of him because I had a negative view of him because of some issues that went on in the past 
but I can see his growth and his development and his delivery of the teachings in a way that uh, really inspires and motivates and how he has evolved, his message has evolved, and uh, it gave me a, a deeper respect for him. And the subject matter of family was definitely uh, something that uh, I had to take to heart because that's something I've been dealing with for a long time, you know, with the envy, with the jealousy and the hatred sometimes that come up, you know, because of uh, efforts that you might be making that some of your family members might not understand or, you know, and just, just dealing with life itself in general because, you know, learning how to be a good father, learning how to be a good mother, how to be a good husband, you know, uh, it's not something that you learn in school in this society, you know, it's not something that's being taught. So it's something that we learn with our experiences, you know, throughout our uh, time of our life and uh, just evolving and learning how you know important family is is definitely key to uh, our survival and our success. But I just want to thank you, you know, for sharing that. I got a lot out of it, man, and uh, I'm going to take a lot of it to heart and really try to apply a lot of what I've heard, you know, helping to, uh, you know, continue to evolve and develop my, my family as well. So I just want to thank you for that, brother man. Keep up the good work, soldier. May Allah continue to bless you, sir. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum salam. Praise be to Allah. Now imagine how many of us got problems with people from the past, and we don't know who they are today. How many people in our own families? How many people that we have been brothers with, sisters with, friends with? That two years ago you was like, man, that nigga, that crazy. But today he's a new man in the scripture. It talks about dying daily. How many of us haven't heard the new man? How many of us haven't heard the new woman? How many of us have gossiped about the old sister been gossiping and slandering the old brother when that brother is not even the same brother, when that sister is not even the same sister, she has grown and he has grown. So hopefully this is an example and in, in a push of encouragement to possibly, you know, not everybody, but those who you had a real relationship, man, see if there's any conflict resolution that could be done to see if we can save some of those relationships. Because the minister said, man, when we get to pastors, woo, we're going to be free overnight. Minister not teaching in preaching in churches for no reason, man. He has an assignment. The brother said, I'm going to get all of my people. Well, if we are helpers of the minister, what, what is our duty to just remain with the Muslims? We have to find ways to unite and find synergy as well. Mm -hmm. The minister said it. He said it years ago. T.D. Jakes is one of our great, great preachers. I heard him and I said, okay, there we go. Let me tune in. And he be going in now. Of course, there's some differences, but if we listen to it with a filter, with what we stand on, man, we can get great, you know, great wisdom out of it. Sister Shilon. Okay, great, great, great. This was really, really good. And greetings to everyone. Okay, there were quite a number of things, but I'm going to touch on one that really hit and he said, how dare you discredit my worth? You can still climb up without making me low. It took me back to 
things that I experience with someone and their their negative use of language and saying very harmful things because of something they didn't like that I said or like that I did, especially with something that I may have said, even with it being the truth. Yes, sometimes the truth hurts, but don't discredit me and say negative things because I've just shared some truth about yourself with you. It takes me back to that movie where it says you can't handle the truth. But because of that, don't discredit every good thing about me because I just shared some of your mess with you. Also took me to when he said, don't you think that sorry is going to make me get amnesia? I'm not going to forget the things that were said to me. I have to handle it and deal with it because I don't want to make you low or say things to, to hurt your feelings or bring you down simply because of what it is that you said. To me, even if, uh, as he said, even if you messed up, you can still have value. Yes, I'm, I, I felt that because, yes, I've messed up here and there we all have. But I know even with that, I'm still learning. So I do still have value even when I make a mistake. And also when he said performance-based love is not winning, it gave me the thought of, you giving trinkets, buying this, buy some flowers, buy this or do this afterwards, that doesn't show me love. That's just you trying to make up for what it is that you said or did. That doesn't satisfy me. I could care less about the trinkets. Lastly, if you defend yourself, you'll make it bigger. That took me back to when I first came into digital real estate when I shared my story when I was, when it was suggested that I come on out and share my story because it's going to help. I was defending myself in my story and in that it didn't help. It made things worse. So when he said, if you defend yourself, you'll make it bigger. He said, my greatest weapon is my silence. I got that, but some, that, that, and, and there's truth to that. I, I'll leave it at that. There's absolute truth to my greatest weapon being my silence because there are times when you just need to be quiet. You don't always have to have a voice or say something to defend yourself because some people can't handle that. I'll leave it at that. You made me think about something when he said that uh, just saying sorry is not good enough. That's also in our teachings. Do y'all know where that's at in our teachings? So I'd be like, man, we, we say we got a lot of these disagreements. I say, man, we got a lot of we got a lot of similarities. Because uh when I heard you say that, all I could think about was was the eight steps of atonement. The eight steps of atonement says, uh Step number five, atonement, meaning to make amends and reparations for the wrong. I'm in the process of atonement right now. I've been through a couple behind the scenes. We'll share that later. But 
in the process, we had to come up with a list of what will right the wrong that the opposite person feels. It can't just be, all right, man, my bad, I'm sorry. No, what will or what is the reparations for the wrong? If it's not flowers, then I can't get you flowers. If it's not I'm sorry, then I can't just say I'm sorry. I have to be willing to do that which will in 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 reasoning, of course, that will that will give reparations for the wrong. So even that, that's a part of our eight steps of atonement. Then next, forgiveness by the offended party to cease to, to feel offense and resentment against another for the harm done. That's the, that's the eight steps right there. So, man, shoot, the minister says principles, y'all. Everybody not going to be foremost, vanguard, this and that. Everybody not. But the principles, he says that the rituals is only a reminder of the principle. And if we get so caught up in the rituals, we can become ritualistic slaves. Eat. Brother Shakur. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Bam. Assalamu alaikum, family. Um, yesterday, just talking about the relationships and, and hearing them today, um, just about words and family, is that, you know, in that law book, because remember, whenever you read in the Holy Bible, the Holy Quran, the Holy Torah, uh, the Venda text, all these are you dealing with law. Allah gave principle, law, and order. That's why you're dealing with all law, a law, all laws. That's all you're dealing with is law, right? That's why it says, My people perish for the lack of knowledge. And we know in our lessons from the first, number one is knowledge. And you obtain knowledge by observing looking and listening with respect that's why you got to study your lessons it's going to save you a whole lot of trouble observing learning and listening with respect primarily through the five senses touch sight sound taste and smell in the highest sense which is the sixth sense is reasoning that's mathematics that's why we say Islam is mathematics and mathematics is Islam. If it don't add up, it don't make sense. And so that's why these lessons are so important because these lessons are going to show you the truth of you, the truth of God, the truth of others in relationship to the truth of the universe. Because when you get a truth of yourself, you're going to get a truth of God. That's why it's very important that you study your lessons because it's going to save you a whole lot of heartache because you're moving mathematically incorrect you got to move mathematically correct or it's going to save you a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of time so i and and, and i hear people all the time they say what <laughs> just because if people say a lot of things that sound good just because it sound good don't make it sound it don't hold water I done heard a whole lot of people say a whole lot. Yeah, that sounds good, but it ain't sound. It sounds slick. It sounds, oh, yeah, that's outstanding. It sounds good, but when you do the mathematics on it, it don't hold water. That's why you got to study your lessons. And it's going to teach you, show you how to manifest the God inside of yourself. 
And when you move mathematics, because look, it ain't number 10 numbers in the universe. From one to nine and zero and everything else is a combination of those numbers. And that's why when you get in that, the number eight of that, that uh, lost final lesson, lost number one, or, 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 or the, the, uh, one or not lost us in the one lost one less loves two to one to forty. When you get into that that eighth degree, what make rain, hail, snow? You dealing with the relationships of men and women. The sun represent you as God in the universe. The earth and the moon represent a woman. You either gonna be dealing with a woman that's got life and and uh, abundance in her, or you're going to dealing with de dealing with a woman like the moon. You, you can't say nothing to her. You can't tell her nothing. You can't grow nothing with her. She's going to be like the moon, a so-called dead planet. You're going to have to study because it's going to save you a whole life, or you're going to keep going through these things, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, and, and then you're like, oh, what? Because you still keep talking about a law. People still keep referring to a law like Allah is something outside of the self. That's why Psalms 82, it says, it said, it said that God said, doesn't it say in the scriptures before you that all ye are gods from the most high God? He said, How long you allow the 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 how long how long shall you allow the uh the children and the poor to go without paraphrasing? He said, Doesn't it say in the scripture that before you that all ye are gods, children of the most high? You gotta manifest the God within you. And stop looking for that person to do it and that person to do it by simply studying your lesson. That's why the message brought these lessons. So you can do it. Minister say he know his lessons till they etched on his brain. <clears throat> and you got to know it because you got to live these mathematics. Because <clears throat> if you got money <clears throat> and haven't cleaned up your character, it's going to go for naught. So the first thing you got to do is clean up your character. Clean up who you are and get a thorough knowledge of yourself. So then when you get the money, you know, it's going to be used for righteous purposes. So you ain't going to have no conflict. <clears throat> like, <laughs> so if you in the Mars or outside the Mars, because these lessons been out here for 40 years, you got to get somebody. And I know they got uh, in the Mars now, the sisters are, are doing a. Uh, um, Supreme Wisdom classes, you got to go through somebody that can walk you through these lessons step for step. Because anybody can get these lessons off the internet and read them. That ain't mean you're going to understand them because you're going to have to have somebody to walk you through them because they deeper than what you think they are. That's why every time you read scripture, it has a esoteric meaning, an outer meaning, and it has an esoteric meaning, an inner deeper meaning that only those who study can understand what it truly means. And that's all I have to say. Salam alaikum. Sister Randisha. All right. Assalamu alaikum. I can't come after Brother Shakir. You know, I'll be having to study my lessons before I get on here. But all praises due to Allah. So I think when um Reverend T.D. Jake said we are better to the saint than we are to her. I definitely felt that because sometimes um, I was watching before I came on is what you were stating that, you know, you're going to therapy you and your wife because you are on the mission. Right. And it just has to create a balance. Like and that was like so important is, you know, the minister says when you are on the mission, Allah will take care of your family and all the things. But I also thought when Honorable Elijah Muhammad said. When you teach a man, you teach an individual. When you teach a woman, you teach a nation. 
So Brother T.D. Jake said, respecting and protecting that woman, right? How many black men besides in the nation of Islam where we have soldiers really are willing to protect and stand up for their woman? Like, you know, he was just one of those, but he said, I will pick my own self for the woman. So that means that, you know, as a woman being a second self of God is that she's just as important as the God. So he said, sometimes he don't know how to talk, you know, that we got to stop defending and we have stopped having to be defensive. I can speak for myself is that I used to be so um defensive on talking is because I didn't know the true knowledge of myself right and perfect love cast out fear of all things so when I used to talk like it wasn't like I was defending myself but it was like you know this is stung hold on what I believe like you know you believe what you believe but this is what I believe but now I've learned to listen I learned to be slow but I also learned as brother Arthur said the other day when he came to our um our study group he said listen sometimes you have to play hurt I play hurt with my children. Sometimes I just act like I can't do something just to see how they will react in that moment. Sometimes I disappoint them to see how they will react in that moment. And the minister says, sometimes that's what we have to do. So sometimes it's not about defending. Sometimes it's about us playing hurt so that we can get the results that we want, right? Um, winning at home is hard. I always think about this with the black man. You know, after fighting the world, you got to come home. You got to fight your wife, your children, even the cat and the dog, maybe the bird and the fish, depending on which animals you have, you know? But you have to go out and you have to fight everything. It's always been a fight for the black man to come into the world. It's always been a fight for the black man to actually go home to his wife. You know, dinner is not made or however it is, you know, as MGT sisters and GCC. I'm hoping that's not the case. But if it is, we're going to get it together. Right. But, you know, we got to go out and we got to fight everything. And the man has to go out and he has to fight everything. And there's no peace in the home. And if we can create peace, you know, Islam is peace. When we say assalamu alaikum, that means peace unto you, to those that, that may not know. But I also thought about the value is that, you know, in mathematics is when you talk about a value, you're talking about a place value. So it holds something of importance to what is going to be placed there. Right. So a number or a letter or whatever. But when you think about I am not a place, but I am a value. Like, how do we look at ourselves as being value? Right. The minister has told us that a nation can rise no higher than this woman. Um, and I think about um the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know, what he put in the minister is when he was stating that his mother was installing these things in him so that he can actually think for her. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan sat at the table with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and we just listened to this where he said that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had him on trial. He said and he couldn't even defend himself. And what did he say? He said, listen, some um some some defense, right? So sometimes we actually have to think and put our mind in the mind of God, but always, always, like Brother Shakir always say, is that we have to study our lessons and we are always students, right? It didn't say that we are the master of the teaching. It says that we are a student in the teachings under the guidance of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as followed by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So as I came before you, family, I greet you with the greeting words of peace of assalamu alaikum. Sister Ida Kwame. <laughs> My brother, you got it right today. <laughs> All right. Asalaamu Alaikum. Um, so I had a lot of points, but the main thing that stood out to me today was when he said family is a uh, is the gymnasium that God gave us to exercise love in. And that stood out to me because you know, what is the 
meaning of exercise. It's the activity requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. So us coming out of a dead state, um, we don't know love. We don't know how to show love. We don't, most of us don't really know what love looks like until we see the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and um, his ways. So I thought about that because uh, Brother Minister Sharice said, even when it's hard, you got to fake it till you make it. And I thought about like when you're in the gym and you're trying to exercise and you're first starting out, you got to start small with the weights because you're weak. It's at first is really weak. So we have to have those trials and we got to treat it like, like we at the gym, like uh, start small, but if you can't, then it's hard fake it till you make it because we got to start somewhere. And with, you know, each trial, it should get stronger and stronger and stronger because as long as you're doing the actions, even if you want to like act out and you're not doing that, it starts to become who you are. So that's all that's about to me. Thank you. I see Brother Shakur put another three. Go ahead. Brother Bean, uh, just the, the last thing is about is about um the sister just said the man she said something. I wish I would have wrote wrote that down to who address did, that. Who did you say? Uh, the sister just speaking. I, I, I'm not gonna butcher her name, but you know what? You know her name. The sister just said, "He's no," and it's about using words, right? And uh, she defined the word exercise. That's why I told you about about uh, words and etymology. Two types of dictionaries that you need: the etymology dictionary, because they're really yours, and you know, going through those things and going through those histories, right? So when he said you use the word. Gymnasium. Do you know what the word gymnasium means? Nope. In the origin of the word gymnasium, people use it all the time. It means to exercise naked, right? And that's where the Greeks used to, that's where they that's where they homosexuality thrived because they had men exercising naked with men, and it got so prevalent in Greece that it took up among the women. They moved them to a whole island, moved the women to the island of Lesbos. That's another history. You're going to have to go through that, right? But my point is about the aspect of relationship, especially with the men, when you are a warrior. See, that's why they're working out or their exercise is so important because you got to defend what you love. See, we know it from studying our lessons, love is the elevation and highest form of understanding. So when you understand somebody that you love, you don't do things to hurt them. You wouldn't cheat on your wife or go uh, or go uh, lose all your money and don't pay the bills. That's understanding, right? And all words have a duality because like I said before, love spelled backwards phonetically is evil. That's why we study our lessons, right? And to get into all that about a man being a protector, an elder set me down a long time ago. He said, do you even know what the purpose of a man is? I got four I got four sisters and I had to break this down. I said, do you know what to do with a man? Do you know the purpose of a man? And I told him, 
like the elder broke down, he said the purpose, the purpose of a man, once a man gets a knowledge of himself and he finds his purpose, then it's to take on a mate, that woman, and protect her so she can be nurturing not only to herself, but any children. So she can be nurturing not only to herself, but to him and any children that should arrive out of that relationship. And all other species on this planet follow this premise except the human female. A female rat, she'll follow a male rat back to, to, to his, uh, his dwelling. If he hadn't prepared, prepared a nest for her, she'll sniff him, make sure he's not cancerous. If he hadn't prepared a nest for her, she'll leave him. When a female shark is in heat, there are over 100 sharks that attack her at one time in a ball, and she will only submit to the strongest one to make sure that her offspring is, is strong. That's why I know there's a word called sap sapiosexual. That's what I am. I'm a man that's attracted to high intelligence because if you produce yourself or you let somebody produce a child with you and they're not of intelligence, and they're not involved, and you wonder why you got to keep talking to that baby over and over again, that's your daddy dumb gene you're kicking in. And I talk to all my sisters that, because intelligence is important. That's why in, in Luxor, in the library of Luxor in Egypt, it was the woman, it was the man who had to stay at the bottom of the foot, come all the way up to the head, because he once he knew something, he was enlightened. That's why man's intelligence and you are a uh, uh, assimilation of all your experiences. And then once you are able to procreate, you are at a level of intelligence once you come up through there, and that's when you are ready to mate. But mating and the science of mating, it's a science. All right. So the last thing I want to say is about the man being a warrior. One of the African proverbs, three proverbs that I love when I when I teach men about combat. Right? So we we got and the Marine Corps was called line techniques. And I still study jujitsu and all these other kind of techniques. But <clears throat> we take all the martial arts and they put them into one. And they call it a line technique to go straight to the kill point. See, nobody, the African proverb says, nobody loves a warrior till the enemy is at the damn gate. Nobody loves a warrior till the enemy is at the gate. And the great Samurai Meshimudo, he said, he said, it is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And the last one, I can't remember this psychologist, <laughs> he said this, but to all my brothers and sisters that fight, that take martial arts and ready to defend your family, he said, be a monster. Be an absolute monster. And then learn how to control it. As-salamu alaykum. All right, family. We're going to go ahead and close out. We have completed that relationship conference, man. I think that was dope. I think we need to go back and parse it. Uh, a lot of great wisdom in it. As they said, you know, that's just from experience. And anybody who has been married, not just married, but happy you know, um, and, and still striving and growing should be studied no matter what their religious background is, because we can find good principles in anything. So, uh, check that out. 
Of course, I would also recommend for those who are also looking for marriage stuff. Uh, the minister has a lecture called Know Your Role, which is about three hours long. We'll get into that on this power call one of these mornings as well. I, I, that's going to be this is probably going to take us a whole week to get through that. But um, Know Your Role by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He talks about the role of the man, the role of a woman. I mean, he goes in deep, man, with it, with examples and things of that nature. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to put a poll, another poll inside the telegram and I want you all to respond. I'm going I'm to give about four different areas and see which topic you are uh, struggling with. It'll be anonymous. So you ain't got to worry about nobody thinking that you say, you know, all that. I know some people be worried about all that. So I'll make it anonymous, uh, give you about three or four areas. And based on what you, what you, uh, are struggling with. And what comes out to be the highest percentage, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll tap in and we'll we'll deal with that. Uh, I want to start closing with this because I know somebody asked the other day about the tribe. Uh, I often don't really talk about the tribe on here. I just let y'all kind of find out about it. But for those who are interested in it, uh, I do have a digital real estate tribe where we go over self-improvement setting goals, building your businesses and improving your impact, which in result will increase your, your income. Uh, I do have that. You guys can go to www.drecourses.com or www.brotherbenlinks.com. Uh, there's actually a couple students in here on the zoom. Uh, they show up every morning. Shout out to brother Wesley. Shout out to, to sister Sheelan. They've been in the trial for a while. Um, great results. They are improving. Sister Line and came out of her shell. Brother uh, uh, Wesley doing his first interview, making money. So uh, it's, it's been going well, man. So if that's something that you guys are interested in, you can go to www.brotherbeinglinks.com. Uh, is anybody here for the first time? This is your first Zoom call. Press the number one. Do we have any new people on this morning? Any new people? Press the number one. Oh, okay. Sister Yatira, if you don't mind uh, coming off the uh, mic or camera, whatever, if you will, and let us know what's your, what's your thoughts on your first power call this morning. Yes, that's crazy. So I sound like number one. Uh, this has been absolutely beautiful. It was timely for me. I saw it in your story yesterday. I was like, let me put this thing. Let me make sure I have the, um, send out the text so I can get the reminder. Um, and I did and I, and I came on and I, and that was, that was for me today. Uh, I needed this and, um, I will definitely be tuning in on a regular basis because it's nothing like Self-development, self-improvement is the basis for community development. You know, it doesn't matter how much we can look the part. And I'm not into that. I'm, I'm really not into looking the part if I am not actually being or striving to be the part. So I'm very grateful uh, for, for what you're doing, Brother Ben, for the people that have, who are coming. It's nothing like study group in a, in a unified effort. So this has just been really refreshing. That listening without being defensive and speaking without being offensive that was for me so thank you so much for this and this and the space that you continuously provide for people to improve themselves praise be to allah as-salamu alaykum well, like brother joseph 
first time. What's going on, man? What's your thoughts, man? How was the power call this morning? Joseph. Oh, okay. I see him off camera. Maybe you got to he got to hit the alt. Now you got to come off mic on the mic. Should be down there if you're on your phone down at the bottom left somewhere. You're gonna see a little mic mic icon. There we go. Salam alaikum, sir. How you feeling, brother? Uh yeah. Um I missed most of the call. I got in late, so um I plan on coming back for the next one. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, I see you guys willing in the morning. Thank you for coming on, even coming on late. Um, next yes, up, Sister Rashida. How was your first call this morning? Um, it was really good. Um, I feel like it was really touching on what I was just feeling. I have an 11-year-old daughter who I'm struggling to kind of let her be her individual self because I still want her to wear like you know, like little cute dresses and she's into like this black, like, you know, and I'm like, it's just a phase. So I just like listening to him say, just accept, you know, your children for who they are and just, you know, cause she's going to change and don't put too much effort in trying to put what I want on her and just let her be her. So it was really helpful for me this morning, just because just over this past weekend, I was dealing, we were going to a family reunion and I'm like, no, you should wear this. And it was a kind of a big deal. She even like started crying so i'm gonna just ease up on her and let her be her <laughs> so it was a powerful i want to join like every day so thank you come on now come on. On. <laughs> praise be hey. to allah family uh i just put the telegram link inside of the zoom make sure that you all join um the telegram somebody said brother benek sorry for asking this but what is the official time in the morning 8 a.m. Central Time. I don't know what time that is, Pacific Time, but it's always going to be 8, God willing, 8 a.m. Central Time. If anything changes, then I'll text you guys. So to get on my text list, just text the word NATION to 833-276-7174. That's 833-276-7174. Text the word NATION to that number and you'll be on my text list so I can let you guys know whenever we're live. Also, quick reminder, remember y'all don't always wait on the text. I seen some of y'all did that this morning. Y'all didn't come on till y'all got the text. At 8 a.m., y'all can already be here. It's going to be the same Zoom link, same passcode every single morning. The text is only a reminder. What I don't want to happen is what happened last week. I ran out of text messages and we only had about four people on because y'all was depending on the text message. Always Monday through Friday. Just go ahead and come on at 8 a.m. on the link. It's going to be the same Zoom link, the same passcode every single morning. See you guys tomorrow morning, family. God willing. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam.